Heidily ho there, neighborinos. On this week's episode of High Fives with Blake and Eric, we discuss our top five ancillary Simpsons characters. Simpsons references. Let's hit it. We're going to go ahead and just call you one take style from now on. Because that's all you need. It's just one take. Even though I had to do it twice? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I suppose we should should, uh, introduce everybody to Andy, who's our resident uh, Simpsons (laughs) high-fiver. Aficionado. Aficionado. Good call. Did I say that right? I like that. I could go with aficionado. Andy didn't say it right. (laughs) <laughs> a, f- a aficionado. Aficion- it's like a, a tornado fishy. of fish. Aficionado. <laughs> Don't say that oh. too loud. It'll be a movie on sci-fi. That's true. Uh, co- uh, pet and pending. Copyright. Copyright high fives. I don't know if that'll work or not, but... Probably not. No. So, Andy Slater, mostly because I don't want to talk right now, uh, give the listeners uh, the lowdown on your history with The Simpsons. Uh, I've been watching The Simpsons since I was like four years old. Uh, I watched up through the 12th season, and then I moved out of my house and didn't have TV for the longest time. And now I'm watching the latest season. So basically season 13 through 24 is all a blur to me. (laughs) So yes, that is our expert Simpsons aficionado. (laughs) So you're pushing your way through the latest seasons. Um, Why? Like, is there any redeeming value to those episodes? Oh, no, I I haven't watched any of those episodes. Okay. So... You just don't know. I am I'm watching the, the latest season, mainly because they finally put it on Hulu Plus. So uh, yes. but that's that's the most most reason that I'm watching it. I like The Simpsons still. I mean it's may not be as good as it was back in its heyday, but it's still better than most shows on television. Given the choice between like The Simpsons or Cake Boss, I'm gonna watch The Simpsons. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think we, we should all agree, though, that The Simpsons were the best in seasons 6, 7, and 8, right? I think that's yeah, probably think so. fair. It, yeah. yeah, it'd be those earlier seasons. Um, I think now, in order to get the most out of the, the most recent seasons, you have to stop thinking of... It's like it's basically a different show nowadays. Like, back in the seasons you were referring to, like the storylines kind of mattered. You know, like they, they each episode told a pretty good, pretty entertaining story. Now the show, the storylines are basically just a vehicle to tell silly jokes. Yeah, for the most yeah, part. I can agree with that. But yeah, I mean, it's not a bad show. It's just not as good. It's also cool to rip on The Simpsons now. It is really fashionable. <laughs> and there, if there's one thing I am, it's cool and fashionable. Yeah, let's let's pretend that's true. <laughs> Blake, what have you been up to? Well, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, I don't, can't remember when I actually did it, but I beat that the South Park's Stick of Truth like late last week. Okay. Something like that. So I got. I actually I heard that was a decent game, 
and I was kind of surprised by the fact that I heard that it was a decent game. I, I'd, I'd go out and say I was surprised. Like, it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Um, like, I, I was always going to buy it. Um, Kayla wanted to watch me play through it, but that didn't really happen. But I'm, I want to play through it again, so maybe we'll realize that um, I, idea, I guess, sometime. I don't know. We'll see. I want to play it again because I got, like, all but four achievements, and God damn it, I'm going to get those achievements. <laughs> but it turned out really good. Like, uh, right out of the gate, uh, I think my favorite part of the game is just uh, when you get free reign over the open world, just exploring all of South Park. Uh, just really fun. And the story just goes in uh, crazy places like you'd expect. And there's a lot of uh, offensive visuals. So that's fun. Did somebody just drop a microphone? I dropped my phone. Good God, man. Get your I shit know. together. I am not professional. Not <laughs> professional at all. What about you, Andy? What have you been up to lately? Uh, I've been working a lot. That's pretty much it. Um, work, Yeah, working my, my job. And then on the weekends, I've been drinking beer and playing Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> nice. What about your band? How's your band doing? Uh, our lead singer and slash guitar player separated his shoulder oh so we haven't been playing music at all because it's hard to play a guitar with a separated shoulder yeah if you're a pussy so that blows but yeah so we haven't practiced in like two weeks but and was splitting his shoulder something he did voluntarily i would assume not no oh well what happened then you know he honestly has no idea but Tom spends a lot of time on the weekends inebriated, so it wouldn't surprise me if it happened during that time. So yeah, that... He, pro- he probably fell, is what you're saying. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And what was the name of your band? Uh, it is a Hitchcock Blonde. Do you have anything that people can buy? We have CDs that are about two years old now, actually from before I joined the band. But if you shoot us an email or a Facebook message, we'll just give you one. <laughs> Fair enough. And what's I, the email I, address before we move on? Uh, Hitchcockblonde at gmail.com. I actually have one of those CDs, but I haven't listened to it because right after giving the CD to me, he told me he wasn't on it. So then I'm like, why do I care? Like my friend's not even on this CD. Uh, Do you only listen to CDs that have your friends on them? Well, yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I thought you had a bigger CD collection than that. Not anymore. <laughs> no, he just ha- he just has way more friends than you think. Yeah. Oh. Friends with all the guys and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Wow. Jimmy Eat World. You know, we're tight. I guess. That's yeah. impressive. I got a life outside of you, man. No, you don't. So, Eric, what have you been up to? I have been raising a daughter. So, that basically... That's boring. Andy, go back to Assassin's Creed 4. What do you like about that game? Yeah, what do you like about that game? I really like the fact that they took the focus out of the whole, like, Abstergo and Origin of Man storyline. 
and they really boiled it down to just awesome open world piracy. See, I'm but the other it, way around. I wish that they would have done more with the Abstergo modern day oh, story. I, I could give two shits about that. <laughs> I, I just want to drive around, like, sail around in my boat and blow shit up and assassinate people. Isn't there a South Park episode where, uh, what's his name, uh, Russell Crowe does that exact thing? <laughs> Singing songs and fighting and sailing around the world? Pretty much. See, it's a I, good time. I, I kind of agree with Carlson. I think the Abstergo um, storyline, story thread, uh, it had, it was fun when it started, but I think at some point it lost the thread to the story. I can tell you exactly just, when that happened. It wasn't when What's-Her-Face died. All it was right, when Kristen Bell died. No, let it go, man. No, For I will not. For whatever reasons, either she did not want to come back to the franchise, or they just wanted to do away with the character. The whole game wasn't um, just Kristen Bell. There were other things going on. Well, that was the only one that I cared about. Well, then you are a sad, sad man. Why? Because I, I liked a character that they killed off and lost one interest character. afterward? One character. Yes! So what if they, like, killed Leonardo in the Turtles? Would you care as much? Well, I'd care more. <laughs> First of all, I would still watch the Ninja Turtles. Second of all, saying that Kristen Bell was as important to Assassin's Creed as Leonardo is to the Ninja Turtles <laughs> is a big... <laughs> You're making bold statements there, my friend. Hey, that's what this podcast is for. Bold statements and high fives. <laughs> that's why I liked the uh, the X-Men movie that killed off Cyclops the most. God damn it, Andy. <laughs> Shut up. I knew, I knew you were going to come on and just be a prick. <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. I had a long couldn't. conversation about you the other day. <laughs> It was recorded and put uh, online for posterity, and now everybody knows you're a jerk. <laughs> good, good. Um, hey, speaking should, uh... of being a jerk, I gotta mention uh, Save It for the Show, which is a podcast that gave us a shout-out not too long ago, and I totally spaced on mentioning them in the last podcast. And I really enjoy their show, so I think everybody should listen to it. Save It for the Show. Okay. Also, hey, I'd I'd like to say that it is a uh, it is an honor to be on the only podcast that I've listened to more than one episode of. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Does it have anything to do with your two best friends are on it, or do you actually enjoy the show? I've only listened to two episodes, so well, that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> yes, it has to do with my best friends are on it. Also, that, that also, just um. It. Also, I'd like to say that your last episode was by far your best, and I'm pretty sure it's because Tex was on it. That was not the last episode. That was the episode previous to the last one. Oh, damn. See, that's how far behind I am. And that's and, and actually, by the time <laughs> this one comes out, I think it'll be like two episodes back. Oh, shit. Because that's episode seven, and this is going to be episode ten. Episode ten. Hey, this is a big deal, man. You're on episode ten. <laughs> double digits. I'm you, a winner. Uh you should feel honored, is what I'm saying. Hey, you should pause it real quick so I can go take a leak. Okay. I'm not going to pause it. While he's gone, though, Blake, should we just talk about what a dick he is? No. All right, he's a dick. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's clear. I think everybody right. that's listening can tell. 
Well, I feel like you purposely set him up to attack me by bringing up Leonardo. I may have put him in the situation to be a dick, but that doesn't mean he had to take the bait. Well, you knew he was going to. <laughs> I did. I knew he was going to. <laughs> I took you guys with me while I'm going to the bathroom. I want you to okay. know that. I'm we still can... recording. <laughs> Good. <laughs> People can hear you peeing. That's fun. Now I don't know if I should take this out or leave it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Wait, Andy no. Is. Opposite away. There you go. The bathroom. I don't know. I think she could have said that just as easily. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Carlson, yeah. I was joking when I said your baby was boring. Has she, I don't know, like... Gotten a car? No, not yet. She no, doesn't have her that, license. <laughs> not that. Like, reached any milestones? Like, has she done anything for the first time? That's, mm. what, we're gonna, that's what I'm going to ask you every week moving forward. No, she's, um, she's right at to the point now where she's, like, supposed to be like, recognizing Trista and I and stuff, and she's, like, you can tell that she's recognizing us, but I'm looking forward to the point where, like, she smiles and, like, reacts to things that we do. She's almost there, but not quite. So you're betting on the idea that someday she will be happy to see you? Uh, yes, because I am the one who provides her food and changes her diaper. He's also betting that someday somebody will find him funny. I would not put money on that. <laughs> oh, out the gate, I'm being a jerk. Yeah. Have you been, aside from the baby, have you found any times to play video games or do anything else exciting? Um, I've just been editing that movie that uh, I've been helping out a friend with. Um, I actually did find out recently, you guys, do you know what the game uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is? Uh, yeah. Uh, I found out that my Kevin Bacon number is four, so that's a pretty big deal in my book. That's less than six. Yeah. You can connect yeah. me to Kevin Bacon in less than six moves. I tried to do that and uh, looked up my name on Google and found out that there's actually an awesome tattoo artist by the name of Andrew Slater, which made me kind of depressed because his life is better than mine. Well, that's Don't what happens worry. when his, people have talent. His life yeah. is better than all of ours. <laughs> there's also there's also Andrew Slater, the music producer, who produced the Vines and Fiona Apple, and therefore his life is worse than mine. So <laughs> I guess I guess I'm I'm breaking you're even right here. The, you're in the middle there. Yeah, so, exactly. Eric, I can beat your four degrees to Kevin Smith, or Kevin Bacon. How's that? I, I can get there in two. I watched Hollow Man, which starred Kevin Bacon. There. No, no, you gotta, you gotta work on a movie. See, you um, don't understand the game. See, I asked in the beginning if you knew what the game was. I don't know. <laughs> and Andy, do you think that should count? I think it should count. Yeah, Andy thinks it should count. So anybody who's fact... ever seen a Kevin Bacon movie is now connected. Yeah. Um, yeah, all all seven of them. Uh, I think he's done about 700. He's almost Nick Cage-like in his... <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm saying all seven people that have seen a Kevin <laughs> I saw uh, Animal House, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot he's in that. I never... I still haven't seen Animal House. I know we've talked about this before on the show, but that hasn't changed. 
Yeah. Well, I guess there's the three people that have seen Kevin Bacon movies. There's probably four more out there. That's yeah. about it. Willing to bet. Anyway, should we get into the high fives? Sure. Why not? All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to be uh, taking a trip to Springfield. And uh, we'll be counting down our high five Simpsons characters that aren't members of the Simpson family. Very eloquently put, sir. Good job. Thanks. It's being sarcastic. I don't appreciate that, then. I, I was I was thankful that you said that, and now I think you're a jerk. Well, work on it, man. I was going to agree with Eric, but or with Blake, but now that I found he's being sarcastic, I'm going to disagree. I think you did a good job. Aw, oh, thank Suck you. Up. <laughs> you know what? Blake, what's your number five? My number five is Herbert Powell. Herbert Powell? Do either of you know who Herbert Powell is? Powell makes a Powell, Powell, powerful car. Does that help Eric out with figuring out who Herbert Powell is? That's uh, the half-brother, right? Yes, Herbie, Uncle Herb. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, I've, to my knowledge, he only appears in two episodes of The Simpsons, but they are two of my favorite of all time. They are really good ones. And he's voiced They're by... Danny DeVito. Correct. They're also pretty integral episodes of The Simpsons, too. I mean, the creation of the Homer. That's, Which is, I mean, that's, I, that's pretty oh, important. So Yeah, I actually have a, a model of the Homer at, in, my, in storage at my parents' house. I bought and put together. Life-size? Unfortunately, no. It's, it's like a model car. If I ever hit the lottery, I am making a drivable Homer. I, I can right. get down with that. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, I will. But I guess we should have put that on our high five list last week, huh? What was our high five list last week? Coolest <laughs> cars, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. That was going to be on mine. I forget why I decided to take it off, actually. You forgot, you just forgot it when you were writing your list down? Yeah, I think so. That's why I went with the mystery machine. I knew, yes, because I knew there was another car I was thinking of. And right. I'm like... Well, coming up at some point, we'll do a list where we'll go back and we'll be like, these are the high five corrections we should make in our yeah, previous lists. That's a good idea. Thanks. I had that yeah. the other day. And that, I'm not actually being sarcastic there. That it's an, an actual compliment coming from me to you. Wow. Treasure it always. All right, today is March 23rd, 2014. Everybody remember that. I got a compliment right. from Blake Style. It'll go down in history. All right, well, my number five, or did you have more you wanted to say? Uh, it, the second episode is, I don't know, he makes an invention where it translates babies' um, nonsense into um, understandable sentences, I guess. But they all sound like, like Danny DeVito. <laughs> it like... also has one of one of my favorite Simpsons quotes is when uh, it's actually I I suppose it would be a quote from Maggie Simpson of just like I can get you anything in the world that you want, and then the baby translator comes out with I'll take what the dog's eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
I think, yeah, I think just those two episodes, whereas I'm assuming they're like a season apart, maybe more. Um, like they're, they're separate, but at the same time, they're kind of like continuations from each other. Cause the first episode is, um, you know, her Homer, um, bankrupting Herbert. Right. Yep. And then the second episode is all about how, and that the first episode ends with Herbert, you know, hating Homer. Right. And then, so the second episode is kind of, um, them coming back together as brothers and, he kind of uses Maggie as a jumping point to create his little baby translator, makes him millions again. And um, then he gets he, Homer the massage chair. Yes. Here's a question. Uh, was Herbert really that good of a businessman where making one uh, concept car that flopped bankrupts him? Good question. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, because the, the way it seems, like, they didn't make a fleet of those things. They just made the one car. And, like, everybody looks at it, it's like, oh, it's ugly. And he's like, I'm ruined. <laughs> well, I think, I don't think anybody was thinking that he was um, this huge business mogul. Like, was he? Or was he just sort of this, like, somewhat successful uh, He had a chef up. that would make you food day or night, anything you want. Oh, well, then that answers that question. Yeah. I mean, Christmas he, Christmas Day at 4 a.m. If Homer was craving a pork chop, he would make it for him. That's right. Well, maybe that was just the one luxury he had. Maybe he had <laughs> the, the same affinity for food as Homer did. It's possible. But all right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, my number five is a beloved character, and it's Krusty the Clown. So have a merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Crazy Kwanzaa, a tip-top tet, and a solemn, dignified Ramadan. Now a word from my God, our sponsor. So, what do you guys think of that? A little bit too low? A little bit too high? Should it, what I it... think I think Andy should do his world-famous crusty impression. That's what I think. I, I have no crusty impression. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't be shy, Andy. Come on, let's hear it. The people want to hear it, man. Come on. Are you, are you trying to embarrass me to make me do a terrible crusty impression? Because Embarrass that, you? You're not is, going to meet anybody who ever hears this show. It's just <laughs> us. You are listening to the entire... Or you are talking to the entire audience for this show. And Blake doesn't even listen to it. I actually listened to the last two episodes. One of them, the day it came out. So. Wow. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, back to Andy. Embarrass yourself, monkey. Dance. <laughs> Should I just go with my number five now? Is that what you're saying? Because that's what I'll do. I'll just, no, I'll just move on. Let's go back to Eric and Rusty. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I like sport. the fact that he's basically Homer with makeup. And that that was the original idea was that it was going to be Homer underneath the makeup. And then they decided to make him Jewish and all this different different great stories that they've had from him. And uh, I love how he's uh, so greedy and always willing to, you know, market himself to make another buck. And recently, he actually had an episode where he uh, um, licensed out Krusty to over a bunch of different countries where they made their own Krusties and made him a ton of money. So That was a great episode, yeah. I, I, I thought that one was really funny. It was really funny, and it was one on the newest season. 
So yeah. anybody who says The Simpsons isn't funny anymore can kiss my grits. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. They're going to kiss I, my grits. I had Krusty. Uh, Krusty was pretty pretty high on the cut list for mine. I had, you know, about 46 characters at first, and then I weeded it down. And I think Krusty made the top ten, but didn't overall make my top five. Yeah, well, we had to narrow it down to the high five, so... Yep. I can tell you my two favorite Krusty the Clown episodes. Uh, one, which he's not even in a lot, is Camp Krusty. I think that's one of the more memorable Simpsons episodes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course you agree, because it's memorable. Dang it. And it's great. Yes. And then the second one is when he reunites with his father. I think that is the best Krusty episode. I think that might be the best Krusty episode. I'm going to go ahead and say the episode where Krusty fakes his own death in the plane <laughs> crash. That one's pretty good, too. And he uh, he becomes a merchant fisherman is pretty great. That's that's one of my favorites. That's a, that's it. the episode that introduces us to Handsome Pete, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> he dances for Nicholas. <laughs> What about the episode where the mob was going to kill Krusty and Homer and Krusty had to, they had to figure out which one was the real Krusty? Yeah. They, they I'm seeing the double for Krusty's. Yep. <laughs> and do the loop-de-loop on the world's tiniest tricycle. Yeah. So that's why he's made my list. Also, the point, the uh, episode where Lisa gets a doll and home, uh, Krusty only appears for just a minute, but uh, she's like sitting here trying to record her lines she can't figure out what she wants to say so then he pops in he's like here let me show you how it's done and he runs through his whole list of lines and walks out and then after he leaves the guy goes okay crusty we're ready to go whenever you are wait where'd you go <laughs> oh, all right andy let's move on what's your number five uh my number five is kirk van houten uh hi everybody uh hi and hit it I borrow a feeling Could you lend me a jar of love Hurting hearts need some healing Take my hand with your glove of love How about it, Luann? Will you marry me? Again? Oh, no. <laughs> What a sad sack. Exactly. You know, honestly, like, my entire list is, like, it's funny because, I, like I said, I had a list of 46 different Simpsons characters, and I weeded it down to my top five. And all of my top five are just the saddest, most <laughs> miserable male Simpsons characters ever. Um, and I, I, I guess maybe I'm foreshadowing a bit here, but yeah, Kirk Van Houten is, is my number five. Um, cause mainly cause I love the episode where he gets divorced and he makes his demo take of, <laughs> can I borrow a feeling? Oh, I, can I was hoping. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Could you lend me a jar of love? Hurting heart needs some healing. <laughs> Take my hand <laughs> in your glove of love. Uh, 
started coughing. <laughs> and then, yeah. Eric did he's, cough. He, what is he? Uh, he starts dating, what, Starla Starburst, do you think is her name? <laughs> Honey, let me borrow the keys so I can go change my wig. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Uh, and then he gets I back sleep. together with, uh, what's, with, what's her name? Luann. 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 Yeah, so yeah. everything starts I, coming up for uh, Kirk. Everything starts <laughs> coming up Millhouse. <laughs> I just love, uh, uh, I sleep in a race car bed. Do you sleep in a race car bed? No, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he works at the Cracker Factory. <laughs> he gets fired from the Cracker, fa- cracker Factory because the owner isn't sure that single people eat crackers <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if single people eat crackers frankly I don't want to know <laughs> that's a market we can do without <laughs> single people uh, yeah so Kirk Van Houten was my number five that's an excellent number five moving on I enjoyed it moving on Blake's number um, four my number four and I'm gonna get to it cause um, uh, let's see, got him. Uh, mm, this is a tough one. I don't want to take the the air out of Andy's sails because I know he has. Uh, you know, he was just talking about the sad sacks, yeah, yeah. and he, he's having some in the future. But I'm gonna go ahead and go with Gil Gunderson. You know, if you want to take Frank, Andy's Andy did list off Gil, and nobody else has yeah. Frank. And uh, honestly, Gil is my number four. <laughs> All right, then I'll go with. Um, you mean Frank, well, Professor Frank? Yeah. Well, we'll edit this back, and then uh, Blake can just start from the beginning and be like, "My number four is Blamp." Yes. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, my number four is uh, Professor Frank. Excuse me, Lisa, but I couldn't help it overhear your nerdly predicament. Maybe I can be of assistance with the dancing and twisting and the kung fu fighting. Yes, uh, my car seems to have broken down, and I was wondering if I could use your... Oh, that's a pushing motion. Brace yourselves, gentlemen. According to the gas chromatograph, the secret ingredient is... Love! Who's been screwing with this thing? Glavin! Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, as far as I can tell, he's never been the the star of an episode. Like they they've never they've made episodes about just about every single ancillary character they have, except Professor Frank. Um, what about like Treehouse of Horrors? Hasn't he been in something like that? Well, I mean, like a main mainline episode. Gotcha. Like, a canon you know, episode. Yeah. Yeah, there's no episode where Frank goes to live with the Simpsons. Like there there's I think the closest I can think of is one episode where he creates like dance shoes or tap shoes for one of the Simpson kids. Yep. <laughs> and like I think that's the heaviest he's ever been in an episode. It just ends it with Oh, these shoes were off the whole time. Like you were the one dancing and Homer comes up and ruins everything. Like what? They're clearly it's clearly in the on position. See, <laughs> look, it's on. And he like shows everybody the shoe. Yes. 
That was the episode with the tappa tappa tappa. It's also uh, Frank is 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 very great because of his point in the Flaming Moe's episode where he's got the, the the machine that boils out the ingredients of the Flaming Moe's and he's like, the secret ingredient to the Flaming Moe is love. <laughs> Who's been messing with this thing? <laughs> that's, that's by far my favorite Frank quote. Like, <laughs> every time I see that, it makes me laugh until I start crying. It's just like... <laughs> I, I just love his, his uh, exclamations. Like, great Glavin! <laughs> well, Eric, why don't you tell the people who he's a parody of? Uh, I'll get a kick out of that. He's a, a parody of Jerry Lewis. Another oh, well-known scientist. I thought oh. it was Bing Crosby. No, 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 no. Um, or Frank, Frank Sinatra. It might have been Dean Martin, but no, it was Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, he's the... Good to know. He's the one with all the nervous and the Jewishness and the whole that lady! <laughs> I'm just upset that Professor Frank is a premium character on Simpsons Tapped Out. I've been saving up for two years for that guy. <laughs> like... 54 donuts away from him. Dang nabbit. It's ridiculous. By the way, you guys, did you know that on Simpsons Tapped Out, you can, uh, like, make it so that your donuts don't automatically go when you hit it? You can have it so it verifies before it spends your donuts? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I 100% did that right out the gate. Yeah, it, after, good. <laughs> after, after I accidentally confirmed, like moving the the money that you get from the quickie mart forward for two donuts i was like oh well i need to change that yep (laughs) i have probably spent more than 50 donuts by accident in that game which if you're keeping track i would have had enough to get professor frank's or uh the um i forget what the other one is that I've been saving up for. But yeah, I definitely would have enough for Professor Frank's laboratory, which tans my hide. Yeah. I'm God saving bless up you. For, I'm saving up for Bumblebee Man right now. Hey! <laughs> is, is that it? I'm just going to do an impression of every single <laughs> character as we name them off. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, the next, my ne- my number four is uh, he's, he was a one-note character, but he keeps recurring and recurring, and I love it every time. It's Disco Stew. Did you know that disco record sales were up 400% for the year ending 1976? If these trends continue, hey! Uh, your fish are dead. Yeah, I know. I can't get them out of there. I just love that there's a whole character that was created for the most throwaway joke in the history of Simpsons where he finds an old jean jacket and he's like, hey, this is my old disco my old disco shirt. He's like, why does it say disco stew? It was supposed to say disco stud, but I ran out of room. And then later in the episode, somebody's like, hey, disco stew, this jacket would be perfect for you. And then they turn to him and he goes, disco stew does not advertise. Did you know the sale of disco records went up from 200% from 1977 to 1979? (laughs) 
if these trends continue. Uh, oh, my yeah. favorite disco stew moment is the episode where the Simpsons go on a ski vacation. Yep. And he's hitting on Marge, and but then he finds out that uh, he, she has like three kids, and so he sings to himself. Back away, not today, disco lady. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I love every every time disco stew comes, you can be ready for some hilarity. I can roll with disco stew. You wish. He's another priest <laughs> on that game, by the way. Yeah. Do you have dead goldfish in your platforms? I can't get him out of there. <laughs> All right, Andy, who's your number four? Uh, my number four is Gil Gunderson. Oh, this is bad. This is really bad. You work and you slave and you steal just enough for a sweet lick of that shiny brass ring. Don't I get a lick? Doesn't Gil get a lick? Continuing with my trend of sad, sad, lonely Simpsons characters. <laughs> I really wish that uh, he were a bigger character on uh, Tapped Out. Yeah, and not just a merchant. Yep. No, I, I picked Gil mainly because of the episode where Homer buys the Canyon Arrow F series. <laughs> and there's the scene where Gil is trying to sell it to him and then the other car salesman comes and takes it. And then Gil goes and calls his wife. And it turns that his wife is having an affair with him. Or with uh, with another guy, and Gil says, "Is that Frank? Do I hear Frank there? No, honey, don't put him on the phone." <laughs> hey, Frank, how you doing? <laughs> it's like his wife is having an affair, and then she puts the guy she's having an affair with on the phone with her husband. Like that's that's so. Freaking messed up, but hilarious yes. too. Adding insult to injury. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Gil Gunderson is all about: is just the <laughs> the constant failure, and then kick him while he's down. <laughs> and that's always funny to me. Always. Funny. <laughs> Nothing is funnier to Andy than somebody who's already <laughs> depressed just being spit on, poked with a stick. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's poking a dead body with a stick is really what it is, and it's always going to be funny. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, I was discussing this with Christina, and uh, it's only funny when it happens to men. Because, like, you're watching The Simpsons, and Edna Krabappel has a really sad life. Yeah. She's always looking for a man. And you watch it and you feel for Edna Krabappel. And you're like, that's so sad. But you watch Kirk Van Houten get divorced and you watch his ex-wife date American gladiators. <laughs> and he has to live in a, a apartment that he shares a bathroom with other guys. And there's dead possums in the pool and he sleeps in a race car bed. And he eats uh, <laughs> popcorn with teeth in it. Yeah, yeah, it's popcorn with teeth in it, and his his son now calls him Weekend Dad, <laughs> and that's hilarious. He's like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, he's such a loser. That's <laughs> so funny. Uh, so yeah, it's only funny when it happens to men. 
So you're you're not only an asshole, but you're a sexist asshole. Is what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna roll with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but Edna Krabappel eventually got together with Ned Flanders. I did yes. know that. Yeah. Uh, season twenty-three. That happened. And, she, and then she died. So. Well, thanks for bringing us down, Blake. How about you bring us back up with your number three? I just report the news as it comes to me, man. I don't know what to tell you. My number three, I'm going to go with Groundskeeper Willie. Like Englishmen and Scots, or Welshmen and Scots, or Japanese and Scots, or Scots and other Scots. Damn Scots! They ruined Scotland! Ugh! (laughs) <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like you had something stuck in your throat. <laughs> so does he. Uh, <laughs> so why do you like Groundskeeper Willie so much? Um, there's not a whole lot of reasons, I guess. Just he's Irish. No, Scottish. <laughs> no, Irish. No, Scottish. He's Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as Scotch-toberfest. <laughs> Just <laughs> lousy Scots ruining Scotland. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think he's one of the longest-running characters. Like, I, I guess I don't know any reference to uh, how often he shows up now. But um, pretty much if there was ever a scene that takes place in the school... Um, Groundskeeper Willie was bound to pop up sooner or later. Yeah. I ate his little face. I ate his guts. <laughs> and I ate... Oh, you hate him, so you sent him to the church. I I also ate the mess he left on me rug. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> oh, man. And also, he kind of... Uh... He's kind of sort of uh, one of the sad sacks of Springfield, too. Like... He lives in a shack behind the school. He's always lonely. Like, mm-hmm. is, what about Willie? Does Willie ever get any action? No. Yeah, from the lunch lady. Ew. Lunch lady that, that Doris. Makes, that makes it even more sad. Grease <laughs> me up, woman. I'm going in. <laughs> and he is surprisingly ripped. Like, um, Ridiculously ripped. <laughs> yeah, both of those guys are like supposed to be extremely ripped when they take their shirts off. One of the few non-fat male characters. That's <laughs> true. Even Bart Simpson's got a gut on him, but like he got, it's basically like Dredrick Tatum, Ned Flanders, and Groundskeeper Willie. Oh, don't forget Duffman. Oh yeah, Duffman. And uh, what's his name? The actor, McBain. Uh, yeah, uh, Rainier Wolfcastle. Yes. So Who almost made my list, but. Is not sad enough. <laughs> on second, on second observation, these are loafers. <laughs> the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers, Jiminy Jillikers. I like that I can get off just on a tangent of different <laughs> Simpsons quotes from different episodes, using completely different characters. And you guys will follow with me on that. It's like it's like seven degrees of The Simpsons. Yeah. To yeah. tie it back to something we were talking about before. But like, there's so many different ones. It's like 98 degrees. There you go. Anyway, back to Groundskeeper Willie. What do you when love I, about him, Blake? When I think of Groundskeeper Willie, what always pops in my mind is the one um, 
Treehouse of Horror episode where the it's Shining basically episode. A, no, I'm thinking of it's basically oh. a parody of um, Nightmare on Elm Street, where he plays Freddy. Yep. Like, and he he keeps he invades the dreams <laughs> of the students and always like I think he kills them with um, <laughs> like groundskeeping equipment. Yep. Don't touch Willie. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode where he's on fire and he's like running to try to get help and he runs into like the PTA meeting and they're like, Willie, these te- these people are here to announce their grievances. And then it's freaking Kirk Van Houten <laughs> saying, I really wish we had a lunch menu. So I don't like the idea of Millhouse eating more than one spaghetti dinner in a day. <laughs> oh... But yeah, awesome. I think um, the one episode Andy was referring to of Treehouse of Horror. The I, Shinning. Yeah, the, I think <laughs> it was The Shinning, or it could have been a different one, where he Groundskeeper Willie actually shows up in each of the three stories and gets murdered each time. Like He, yep, he yep, like yep, marches that's... in to save the day, but then gets cut down one way or another. Yep. One time I think he's yep, eaten that's by dogs. The, <laughs> that's, the, that's the episode. Isn't that the one where they end on the uh, musical note? Where there the the fog, the f- yeah, the flesh eating gas. That, <laughs> no, the fog that turns you inside out. Yep. Yes, yep, that's the one. Just one whiff of that fog, and you're inside out. <laughs> I was actually when I was a wee lad, I would actually get scared by those. Not even the episodes themselves, but like. You know, they used to have those disclaimers at the beginning of the episodes where, like, somebody would step out from that red curtain yep. and be like, uh, you should put your young kids to bed because the things they'll see in this episode might give them nightmares. And watching that would even, like, give me the willies. Ah, the serious. willies. I get. What, I see what you did there. Ah. All right. Well, have we talked enough about Groundskeeper Willie? <laughs> we could never do that, but we can move on. All right. Well... If we're going to move on to mine, then my number three is Jeffrey Albertson. Oh, you guys don't know who that is? That um, is the I, real name. I know, of, I know, I know who, who it is. is. But I'm just waiting to see if you know who it is. <laughs> it's, I, it's my choice. Of course I know who I, it is. I think he is the worst character ever. That's right. It's comic book guy. The worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Worst act ever. I think that might be my best impression of all the Simpsons characters. But, uh, yeah. He, uh, every time he shows up, all he does is, uh, gets the snooty attitude. But then, the more you watch it, you realize he actually has kind of a right to be a snoot... A sn- or have a snooty attitude because he's actually a member of Mensa. The smart fella. The the Mensa episode is pretty great too. It's true. Um, also the there's the the great comic book guy line where he proposes that it be put into law that people only breed every seven years. <laughs> and I I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like for some of you, this will be less. For some of you, this will be much, much more. <laughs> uh, my favorite comic book guy quote is when Bart comes in with a fake uh, 
credit card from Santa's Little Helper. <laughs> and the name on it is Santos El Helper. And he goes, Excuse me, Santos, if that is your real name, Bart Simpson. <laughs> uh, one of mine has to be, I, I think it's another one of those um, short episodes where they, they like tell three different stories. I don't know if it's a treehouse of horror, but uh, he's paging through the comics. And I think a meteor is crashing into the building or something, and he just looks up at it and goes, "Ooh, I've wasted my life." <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the uh, the episode where um, Bart gets a hundred dollars and he wants to buy a hundred tacos with it. <laughs> Ooh, loneliness because... <laughs> and tacos don't mix. No, no, it's actually the uh, where he comic book guy is walking out with the wheelbarrow for full of tacos, and he's like, "This should be sufficient substance for the Doctor Who marathon." <laughs> and that was long before Doctor Who got as big as it is now. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think that was like the seventh season or so. Yeah, it was a while ago. So yeah, it was probably before it started up again, because it yeah. started up again in what two thousand five. Sounds so. about right. Sure. I don't know. So who's you guys' top five favorite Doctor Who characters? Uh, my, my number one is Doctor Who, so... <laughs> <laughs> my, my number my... one through five is Doctor <laughs> Doctor Who, just different different variants. Yes, we, we could all, we could all like do four of them. But we, we'd all have to have one extra. <laughs> but yeah, that, my, that's my number three is Comic Book Guy. So now, moving on to Andy's number three. Uh, All right, Andy, who's your next sad sack? <laughs> yeah, continuing with my theme <laughs> of pathetic, lonely Simpsons characters, my number three on the list is Lionel Hutz. Simpson, this is the most blatant case of fraudulent advertising since my suit against the film The NeverEnding Story. He's not pathetic. He is the worst lawyer that has ever existed, and it's very, very funny every time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Voiced by none other than the late great Phil Hartman. Yes. And I think the reason that Lionel Hutz made my list, and it's it's also again one of my favorite Simpsons episode, is the episode where Marge starts hanging out with their neighbor Ruth Powers and there's a night where Lionel Hutz comes to babysit Bart and Lisa, and he, like he no negotiates the terms of his of his babysitting down to like two dollars an hour, a birdcage he finds in the dumpster <laughs> outside the Simpsons house, and two popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, like, the scenes that they cut back to The Simpsons and they're watching L.A. Law. And Lionel Hutz is like, look at them, lawyers up in their offices with their belts. That's TV for you. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, where it cuts back and he's burning all his personal papers. And Lisa's like, Mr. Hutz, why are you burning everything? And he's like, Lionel Hutz is dead. From now on, I am Nguyen von Falk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. That's that's what he says. He's Miguel Sanchez. That's what and I thought at, was. The, yeah, and then at the end, it's like, 
Lionel Hutz, a.k.a. Miguel Sanchez, a.k.a. Dr. Nguyen Von Falk. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. He's uh, still not sad. He's just... He's, he's, he's pathetic. He's pathetic, but I don't think he's, he's like, de- depressing like your other choices have been. His lawyer office is in the mall. That's kind yeah. of... <laughs> that is kind of telling. <laughs> that's, that's another great one is uh, where he's... He's in the ball and um, Skinner comes up and he's like, do you know where the shoe repair store is? And Lionel is just like, well, I have an orange. I have half an orange Julius that I'll sell you. What are you talking about? Yeah. I love Lionel Hutz. He's 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 one of the great great Simpsons characters that unfortunately has been retired by an untimely death by the person that voiced him. So yep, which honestly makes me really glad. Going on on a tangent is that they actually wanted to get Phil Hartman to voice Zap Brannigan on Futurama, and he uh, he 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 didn't. He was like working on another project at the time. And then, you know, obviously he he passed away before before everyone expected. And so Zap Brannigan got got to continue, which is is great because Zap Brannigan yeah. is, is one of the funniest Futurama characters, so it's true. But it would have been better with Phil Hartman. Oh yeah. Oh by far. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's arguing that. No, no. I think everything's better with Phil Hartman, especially Jingle yeah. All the Way. <laughs> especially anything that he has ever been a part of, ever. All right, let's move on. Moving on. Hey, is it my turn? It is. My number two uh, pick for tonight's episode <laughs> is Ralph Wiggum, son of Chief Wiggum. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. Meow. <laughs> I'm learning. Why and is Sarah he? Wiggum. Why yeah. is he your number two? Because whenever they throw it to Ralph, he always has something <laughs> stupid to say, and I appreciate that. Give me an example. Give you an example. My, I think my all-time favorite thing Ralph has ever said was um, Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with I bent my Wookie. <laughs> What's a battle? <laughs> Did that kid just say, what's a battle? <laughs> the doctor said I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. Oh. Look in the <laughs> trunk. I think he means trunk. Yeah, another one of my favorite Ralph Wiggum moments, even though it's not a quote from him, is when uh, Skinner is introducing the elementary school band, and he says... And featuring a flute of his nose, Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> and then it cuts to Chief Wiggum, and he's like, that's good fluting, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Told me to burn things. <laughs> me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> my favorite thing on uh, Simpsons Tapped Out, my favorite like thing that you can do is to have Ralph play Wiggle Puppy. Yes. <laughs> You know, and that's actually one of the great things about Ralph Wiggum is that, like, Ralph Wiggum, 
he's a great one line character. One hundred percent. Like, you know, you cut to Ralph Wiggum and he says something funny and then the, the episode continues. But there's two episodes, the one that we referenced earlier where he falls in love with Lisa, the I choo choo choose you episode. Yeah. And then also the episode where he and Bart become friends and they go to visit the jail and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That it really does show that like Ralph Wiggum is a person and a character and pretty integral to to Springfield altogether. And I, I think that's what's great about Ralph Wiggum. I just like the fact that we all know Ralph Wiggum as the son of Chief and Sarah Wiggum, but I don't believe that that's how it was originally meant to be. I think it was just, you know, they had the Chief Wiggum character, and then there was this Ralph character that Lisa went to school with that was just dumb as a rock. <laughs> and it was just one episode. They're like, hey, why don't we make uh, Ralph, why don't we have his last name be Wiggum, and he'll be the son of Chief Wiggum. And, like, boom. Let's, let's roll it all together. My it's cat's like breath they, smells like cat food. It's like when it's just those little things that uh, help flesh out, I think, Springfield and sort of enrich the world that much more. Yep. It's the uh, the episode where Sideshow Bob is going to blow up the Springfield Dam. Or actually, it's Cecil that's going to blow up the Springfield Dam, but regardless. And then the dam dam actually cracks and blows up and goes down, like, floods Springfield. And Homer opens the door, sees the tidal wave of water coming, closes the door, hears all the water rush by, opens the door again, and there's Ralph Wiggum (laughs) outside the door in his bed. And he's like, I think I went to bed again. <laughs> well, moving on. My number two is uh, Mo Sislak. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. Hot date. Dinner with Fred. Dinner alone. Watching TV alone. All right. I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. See his catalog. Now, would you unhook this already, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. And Great he, character. Yeah, and he got started. I think he might have even been in like the uh, Tracy Ullman sketches, because uh, with Bart doing the uh, prank the, calls. Prank calls, exactly. You're talking about sad sacks. There's, I don't think there is a sadder sack than Mo. Yeah, Mo was he. He didn't quite make my list, but he was. I think he was in the top ten as well. My favorite quote of his is uh, some lady starts yelling at him and she's like, you smelly, ugly man. And he's like, hey, I may be smelling. I may be ugly, but wait, what was the last part? <laughs> wait, wasn't that, I could be wrong, but wasn't that just when um, Flanders is going off on everybody? Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, episode Hurricane Nettie where his house gets destroyed and then he freaks out on everybody in Springfield. <laughs> You're the worst person I have ever met. Hey, I got off late. That actually has one of my favorite Flanders quotes is when he's he's trying to keep calm and then he comes out with, Hell diddly ding dong crap! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quote from Flanders in that episode, and this is getting off topic because we're talking about Mo, but yeah, my yeah. favorite thing is like, Why, Lord? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> 
I did everything the book said. Even the stuff that the other part of the book contradicted. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to Mo Sislak, why why did he make your number two? Because he's simultaneously the saddest character on the show while also being the most angry. <laughs> I also love that he's like the lowest class, but he's also like, he gets snooty about it. Like when Homer says that he's got a, you know, something going on in his garage. He's like, oh, garage. Oh, Mr. Frenchie got to call it a garage. Like, well, what do you call it, Mo? He's like, a car hold. <laughs> Yeah, Mo is great because you do you do feel for Mo, but you also despise Mo at the <laughs> exactly. same time. Like he's a he's a, he's a great sad character, but he's also a terrible terrible person. Exactly. <laughs> he 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 takes so much advantage of the drunks in his bar that you don't like him, but you also can't help but feel bad for him when he's like openly the <laughs> ugliest man in Springfield. <laughs> When he when he uh, admits that he was one of the original little rascals, yeah, and Homer's like, "Were you the ugly one, Homo? Mo, were you the ugly one?" No, I, I was. A, <laughs> I was a tough one. <laughs> I was the tough one. <laughs> In the episode, he's like, "I used to have this bit where I'd uh, something would go into a tailpipe and I'd put my eye in it and get a face full of soot." And then Alfalfa does it, and he beats him to death. <laughs> you killed Kill the original kid. Alfalfa! Oh, man. He stole my bit! Homer, you know your money's no good here. Wait a second, this is real! <laughs> yeah. Mo, I'm in the mood for something exotic tonight. How about this? Doof. It's from Holland. <laughs> hey, you just wrote an unloud over the U and Duff. Uh, all right, let's move on. All right. So my number two, um, continuing with with sad, sad characters of Springfield. Naturally. A, a character that still lives with his mother, Principal Seymour Skinner. Skinner? Skinner. You sure look good in chaps, Skinner. Wake up! You're on! <laughs> A.K.A. Armin Tanzarian. <laughs> I was going to ask you which one, <laughs> if it was going to be the, re the real Seymour Skinner or Armin Tanzarian. No, it is Armin Tanzarian, also known as Principal Seymour Skinner. Yeah, I, I love Seymour Skinner. He's... You know, he's one of those characters that's been there from the beginning. He's been through all 25 seasons. And with each season, he becomes this this character that, like, you know his past and you know his, his time and, and, um, and he's, he's been this, like, he's got this really dark past. But then he's also moved on to become the principal of an elementary school living with a mother that constantly berates him and belittles him, but he's still, like, accepting of his lot in life and how terrible it really is. <laughs> um, he dated like, Selma Bouvier, or Patty Bouvier. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's, like, the episode, uh, what is it, Sweet Skinner's Badass Song, where he gets fired from Springfield Elementary 
and then becomes friends with Bart Simpson. And it's like, <laughs> you get to, you get to look into his life outside of Springfield elementary. And it's like when the bullies take his underwear from the laundromat, he's like, I can always buy more underwear and looks at his wallet. And he's like, no, actually I can't. <laughs> I really needed those. <laughs> uh, I, my favorite, uh, uh, Skinner moments as one where he gets trapped and everybody thinks that he was killed. Yeah. And he's like, I kept myself busy by bouncing a basketball. I would see how many times I could bounce it in an hour and then see if I could break that record. <laughs> and then the other one is the episode where Otto gets fired and he has to drive the bus. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, they all sing hail to the bus driver. He's like, yes, hail to the bus driver. Bus driver man. <laughs> And, yeah, when he's sitting at the intersection and he's trying to get into traffic. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Ralph Wiggum starts singing Hail to the Bus Driver and he just snaps on it. <laughs> uh-huh. Or, yeah, the episode where there's, like, it's the, I think it's the B-Sharps episode where they're at the swap meet at the very beginning and he walks up to Herman's military antiques and he sees the old, like, P.O. Dope. POW helmet with like the cage over the eyes and he puts it on. He's like, Oh, I thought I'd never see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Small world. huh? Yeah. Seymour Skinner. Great, great character. And another example of the Simpsons writing a really pathetic lifestyle for somebody. Uh, my favorite part of that episode where you realize that he's actually Armin Tanzarian is at the end of the episode where the judge is like, <laughs> and he is now to be referred to as Seymour Skinner, and any mention of Armin Tanzarian will be met with extreme prejudice. It's just like, this is the way it is. Don't anybody question it now. But Andy just questioned it by bringing up his real name. But he's not a member of Springfield. What's going to happen to Andy? I'm safe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good. I was concerned. All right, we're we're at the number ones now, Blake. Now's the bi- now time to one. fire the big guns. Okay, the big the biggest gun. The biggest gun I can think of is actually a flamethrower. Bum bum bum. We already did most like in the flaming most. No, that was a flaming drink. I'm talking about like an actual weapon, like a flamethrower. Is it Herman? No, what's, when did Herman have a flame? <laughs> he's probably well, got he one. Does, he's, yeah, I mean, he runs a military antique store. He probably has a flamethrower. Both of you, shut up. Nobody <laughs> likes Herman. <laughs> hey, uh, Blake, would you like some sugar with your coffee? It's not in packets, but I keep it in my pockets. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> My number one is a character that has actually, uh, to my knowledge, it's only shown up in one episode. And that is Hank Scorpio. He'll sting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Beware of Scorpio. His twisted twin obsessions are his blood to rule the world and his employees help. He'll welcome you into his lair like the nobleman welcomes his guest. With free dental care and a stock plan that helps you invest. 
generous pensions, plus three weeks paid vacation each year. And on Fridays, the lunchroom serves hot dogs and burgers and beer. He loves German beer. <gasps> Hank Scorpio. Don't gasp. You know who it was going to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We need to talk about this before we even record. <laughs> sorry. Jesus, man. You should be sorry. I'm not really sorry. Tired of your crap. No, you're not. Mm. So, he's in one episode and he makes your list? Yes. Because it's the best episode of The Simpsons ever. It is, it is probably one of the best episodes. Ever, Eric. Ever. So, what's... what what? Give me, give me a line. Get, make me laugh. Tell me something that he did. I don't know. I don't have any quotes ready for Really? You, you don't have... <laughs> my favorite part is, he's like, here, Homer, will you hang up my jacket? <laughs> and he looks around, and there's no place to hang the jacket up around the office. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, you'll see that we don't even have uh, places to hang up your jackets in our office. In fact, I didn't even give you my coat. <laughs> and then you look back at him, and he's got the coat on backwards, because he obviously just put it on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me, we'll go bowling. <laughs> Your family wants to leave, let them leave, we'll go bowling. <laughs> and, uh, uh, good work, Homer. When you go home, there's going to be an extra story on your house. You know, I've been thinking about buying a hammock. Do you know a place where I can buy business hammocks? <laughs> well, there's uh, hammocks, hammocks, hammocks <laughs> on third. There's the hammock store. There, that's also on third. And then there's uh, Amy's Ham Amy's hammock. <laughs> the nice thing about that is Amy will get in the hammock with you. <laughs> Actually, these are all part of the, down in the hammock pavilion on third. <laughs> oh, down in the hammock district. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, of course, that's the episode with the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos almost made my list. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the reason why he makes my list, sorry to stop you guys from just going on and on and on about quotes again. Yeah. We could but, probably honestly recite that episode and but, for the next 23 minutes. And it know, would the, be... fact, the only episode that he ever appeared on was one where um, Homer leaves Springfield to uh, work in, at Hank Scorpio's, um, I think it's still a nuclear reactor. Yeah, probably. Be? Yeah. So um, he starts off as just like this nice down-to-earth kind of boss, right? And then slowly throughout the episode, you realize that he's sort of a mad super genius, <laughs> like super villain, kind of a Bond-esque villain. And it all winds up with um, sort of like he destroys a bridge and his plant gets invaded by listen, the U.S. Listen. Army. We don't know for sure if he destroyed that bridge. Maybe it collapsed on its own. <laughs> We can't take that chance. <laughs> you you always say that. I want to take a chance. <laughs> oh, great episode! Great, great episode. You know, in a yes, you you are correct, Blake Style, that he he has yet to appear in another episode. But I think it was in season twenty-two that they did make reference to Hank Scorpio and Project Arturus. Oh yeah. So yeah, but it's it's a vague reference. So I want to know what that reference is. I don't know, but I I was I was honestly because when we were Eric and I were discussing this list beforehand, 
and we were talking about top five Simpsons single appearance characters, which I think if we had done that, we had all we would have all picked Hank Scorpio as our number one. So that's why we ended up with top five <laughs> yes. Simpsons characters that are not the Simpsons. Um, and yeah, I looked it up and it was like Hank Scorpio was not listed as a single appearance character. And it was saying that it was because there was a reference to Hank Scorpio later in the Simpsons series. Honestly, I don't even know what it is, but it is it is out there. Yeah, so. it's probably long after our time with the show. Exactly. So the question I have is in the Simpsons universe, does Scorpio still control the eastern seaboard? <laughs> well, I don't see why not. Yeah, because in the end of the episode, he was completely successful <laughs> in his evil plan, so... I guess the supervillain wins in that episode, or in that yeah. universe. And that's why Homer now owns the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, and they never make reference to that again, either. <laughs> the most losingest team in Super Bowl history, with five Super Bowl losses. Four Super Bowl losses. Oh, it is five. five now, isn't it? It's five, yeah. They have yeah. beat out the Vikings. And the Bills. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Oh, thank my, goodness. <laughs> my limited amount of football knowledge shows through right there. Good yes. job, man. Well, that was a great number one. Yeah, it was all right. I don't really have a lot of quotes, but luckily I have you guys here. <laughs> Blake, on your way out, if you want to kill someone, that would really help me out a lot. Oh, wait, I do have one. Okay. And this is just uh, in like a meeting with um, Homer. Yep. And the phone rings and he, he like apologizes and he, he answers the phone. He goes, what happened? When did it happen? How much of it? Oh my goodness. I'll be right there. Homer, I've got to go. There's a problem downstairs. Someone ate part of my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blake, which country do you like least? France or Italy? France. <laughs> no one ever says Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey Blake, man. have you seen my slippers? They're moccasins. <laughs> you like them? There's a pair in your bedroom. You don't like them? Well, neither do I. <laughs> Get the hell out of here! You ever see a guy? You ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Yeah, once. once. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go watch that episode now. I think, I, I think we're all gonna watch that episode after this. <laughs> I want to watch his volcano lair, or buy his volcano lair, and Simpson's tapped out now. It's totally worth it. It's amazing. I imagine yeah. it is. All right. It's a. It's worth it specifically for the reason that there's the task of having him test his flamethrower, where he just walks around Springfield spraying a flamethrower <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> oh, God. It's such a great character. Every single line he has. Voiced by Albert Brooks. Yes. He's, I keep waiting for the bums rush times. with this character, but uh, as he says, <laughs> they don't have bums in that town. And if they did, they wouldn't be forced to rush. They'd be allowed to go at their own pace. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, Eric, Both what's, what's your number one, Eric? Well, my number one is Troy McClure. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such nature films as Earwigs, Ooh. 
The Revenge of Abe Lincoln, The Erotic Adventures of Hercules, The Wackiest Covered Wagon in the West, Alice's Adventures Through the Windshield Glass, They Came to Burgle Carnegie Hall, 2 minus 3 equals negative fun, Out with Gout 88, Get Confidence, Stupid, You may recognize him from other films such as Firecrackers, The Deadly Killer, <laughs> <laughs> or no, The Silent Killer, God damn it, fuck Alright, take it over, okay. You may, rem- you may remember him from other films such as Firecrackers, The Silent Killer. Yes. Uh, Troy McClure, another uh, character voiced by Phil Hartman. Yeah. I even think he has, an, he has one more. He does. Yes, uh, yes Lyle Landley. And who, who is that? Who is that? Monorail. <laughs> Monorail. Monorail. Mono. Don't. Another, yeah, another classic, classic episode from The Simpsons. Episode? Is the epi- episode. Episode! Episode. 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 Oh, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Minnesota. Yes. And um, we can go onward. I, I just love that he, they always show him in like the beginning of a film where he references other movies that he's been in, which are never, ever referred to again. And, um, like, you think that he's just like this, you know, he's just this one note joke and he's always, that's all he does is show up to remind you of other films he's been in. But then he went ahead and married Selma. <laughs> he had his For whole, a little bit anyway. Yeah, that whole episode. And the best part, best uh, quote from that, that episode is, uh, uh, with the lady like a cigarette and he goes, y- you bet she would. From now on, she's smoking for two. <laughs> Because they're gonna have a baby, and he also introduces her to cigars, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. I believe she says it's like smoking five cigarettes at once. And actually, I, I, think, I think that's that episode is probably the birth of Zap Brannigan. Probably because there's the the scene where like she's in bed, and like he's coming out of the bathroom, and it's very very Zap Brannigan esque. Yeah, he's even wearing the robe that like ends right below his butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very similar to the dupe uniform. Yes. So, uh, if if for not no other reason than it led to Zap Brannigan, I think he deserves to be in this high five. I'm not going to argue with that. I also am very envious of Troy McClure's house. I love it. I love like the 1950s aesthetic of it. The, mm-hmm. you know, very swinger pad. And then of course the bedroom that's the walls are completely a fish tank. <laughs> yes. like, that, it's so great. It's so, <laughs> so cheesy and disgusting and funny. And it's like Troy McClure actually almost made my list of very sad Simpsons characters <laughs> too, because he's this terrible washed up actor that like, Hasn't been in a great movie in a long time. Just seems to do infomercials now. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, when he on. does, yeah, he does make his comeback in the Broadway musical of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Get your hands off me, <laughs> me dirty, dirty apes. Ape. <laughs> he can, can I talk. play the piano anymore? Of course, well, of you, course can. you can. Well, I couldn't before. <laughs> What's wrong with me, Doc? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're all so <laughs> lazy. 
You may remember him from such educational films as Smoke Yourself Thin, Get Confident, Stupid, (laughs) Firecrackers, The Silent Killer, and Fuzzy Bunny's Guide to You-Know-What. Great character. Great, great character. All right. Well, bringing up the rear, Andy, what's your number one? Uh, My number one Simpsons character is one that I very much identified with growing up. Um, It's one of the children of Springfield, and number one, everything is coming up Millhouse. Oh, I hate these flood pants. Hey, they're working. My feet are soaked, but my cups are bone dry. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Millhouse Van Houten is my number one, and, uh... You started uh, with yeah. Van Houten, and you're closing with a Van Houten. Exactly. I, I started Van Houten, and I'm ending <laughs> Van Houten. And uh, Millhouse is great. Millhouse is a, is a fantastic character. He's, um, you know, Bart Simpson's best friend, kind of the lackey to the group, mm-hmm. um, nerdy loser character, um, has that crush on Lisa that never gets fulfilled. Um, well, Millhouse doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> doesn't count. Uh, he's, I mean, he gets wedgies from bullies to the point where uh, the uh, the nurse needs to get forceps to get it pulled out. No. Um, he wears flood pants. I mean, he's a nerd. He's got medical problems. Um, he's everything that the the loser kid growing up in school can identify with. And, Everything that uh, yeah. you can identify with, Andy. Yeah, exactly. And that's 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 how I led this off, is that, like, Millhouse is my favorite because I feel like every, every outcast and reject can identify with Millhouse. And, uh, yeah, so Millhouse is my number one by, by a long shot. So I think you he's know, the most positive of your list. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, everybody else doesn't really have anything good going on for them. And, yeah, and Millhouse, Millhouse at least possibly has a bright future. <laughs> I don't think he does, but I think he's the most delusional of your list. Like, everybody else has, like, come to terms with their uh, misfortune and mediocrity, but um, Millhouse isn't so... Um, he hasn't given up yet where yeah yeah exactly and you know and millhouse has had moments of coolness like the episode where the boy band episode where i mean in sync is actually excited to meet millhouse (laughs) yep (laughs) i can't believe i'm meeting millhouse so like millhouse has had his moments where everything has come up millhouse he started but me too he started, yeah, I mean, he was America's fallout boy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that movie never got released, though, did it? But, yeah, the movie was never released because it was. they never finished production on it because Millhouse ran away. Yep. But we um, did it. We did it. It's done. <laughs> but we, we need to, to do, do it, it again. again. And again and again and again <laughs> from different angles. That's that's my number one is Millhouse Van Houten. You know, you mentioned the line "Everything's coming up Millhouse." Like, 
It sounds like such a, a throwaway line just to make him sound that much more uh, dorky. But I feel like everybody remembers that line, and I, you know, can't imagine a world where they would foresee that that would catch on. That's true. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's honestly on uh, the th- Threadless T-shirts. There is a shirt of Millhouse like doing the the freeze frame where he's jumping up and he's he's choking Puppy Goo Goo, <laughs> and it, it says everything is coming up Millhouse, and I'm like that is a great shirt. I love it so much. That is actually from the episode that we talked about before, where uh, the dam breaks and the water rush comes through. And yeah. Millhouse walks out of his house like, why do I have to wear these stupid high water <laughs> pants? Blood, blood pants? And then the flood comes and hits almost up to his pants. He goes, all right, everything's coming up, Millhouse. And then, of course, you know, they, they do the few episodes where they search into the future. And there's Millhouse, who's balded and hasn't yeah, I, really progressed in his life at no. all. And you do find out that Bill House is actually, he continues in his father foot, father's footsteps of being a sad, sad loser. But yeah, Millhouse does have hope for the future. So I just even, love, even uh, though it is misguided, I love Millhouse's uh, pseudonym pseudonym. He gives himself <laughs> thrill house. <laughs> <laughs> thrill. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sounds like something yeah. Millhouse would do. <laughs> yep. But I think like the best episode that featured Millhouse prominently is the episode where um him and Bart stop becoming like stop being friends and they kinda have a fight. Yep. That ends with uh, I think Millhouse bashing Bart in the face with uh Magic eight ball. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to see me cry, Bart. You cry all the time. You cry when there's no chocolate milk in the lunch line. You said there'd be fudgicles, Bart. <laughs> Where are the fudgicles? First of all, it's pronounced fudge sickle. <laughs> you know, honestly, as I was going through this list and, and figuring out my top five, I was looking at episodes that feature Kirk Van Houten. <laughs> and there's an episode from, I think it's like season 21, 22, that now I really want to see where Bart convinces Milhouse to dress as Kirk Van Houten in order for them to get into adult activities. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, now I need to see this episode because it had this freeze frame where Milhouse had his head shaved and the horseshoe <laughs> haircut <laughs> and was wearing a suit. And I'm like, oh man, oh man, now I need to see that episode. That looks, that looks great. So yes. I think I might need to download that off of Amazon Prime tonight just so I can, I can see Milhouse posing as Kirk Van Houten. Nice. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Blake, what was your? We'll go through your list one more time, real quick. All right. My list was Herbert Powell at number five, Groundskeeper Willie at number four, um, Professor Frank at number three, Ralph Wiggum number two, and number one was Hank Scorpio. I think you might have switched two of those around, but. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. You want me to do it again? No. That's fine. Okay. 
Well, my list was Krusty, Disco Stew, Comic Book Guy, Moe, and Troy McClure. And my top five Simpsons... High five. High five Simpsons secondary characters who are not the Simpsons was Kirk Van Houten, Gil Gunderson, Lionel Hutz, Principal Seymour Skinner, and Milhouse Van Houten. So, uh, one thing about Gil Gunderson, I think he was sort of based off of the lead character from uh, A Death of a Salesman. Yes. So, uh, take that. Willie Loman. Yes. Except he's much more funny than Loman <laughs> yes. was portrayed in that. I also, I also think Gil Gunderson was one of those characters like Disco Stew, where it was meant to just be a one-note joke. But it has just continued and spiraled until <laughs> Gil Gunderson has now worked at several different stores and been terrible at his job at every <laughs> single one of them. He has been hired to several different establishments and has, of course, been fired. <laughs> I like yep. that he sticks with his career of salesman, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Despite how obviously terrible he is. Um, if you want to... Give give us some shit about our list that you think that we did terribly. Uh, you can email us at high underscore fives at outlook.com. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at high five podcast. You can get a hold of us on Facebook or Google Plus. Or you can uh, go to our website, high fives podcast.com. I don't then, see how they could have a problem with it, though. We've, I mean, we had an extra five yeah. than we normally would. And. They're all awesome characters, so this I don't is... see where they get off telling us we were wrong. Honestly, this was really hard for me to narrow it down to five <laughs> characters. Like it was, it was a couple of days of preparation, and then even this morning, I was still down to like forty. Yeah, I was down <laughs> like forty. I, I had forty-six characters. And it took Christina and I an hour of reading through them <laughs> and deleting one and then reading through them again and deleting another and then finally getting it down to five. Wow. So it's like it's, a, yeah. it was like a bracket. Yeah, it was it was a bracket. It was it was terrible. So it was, you put me through hell in order to <laughs> on this podcast. I want you to know that. Well, well next we time we have a Simpsons list. Next time we have a Simpsons list, we'll come back to you, Andy, and we'll make you do it all over again. All right. Oh, we have to have Andy on in a video game list, too. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Fair enough. All right. A couple other things I wanted to mention, a couple of high fives I wanted to send out. Uh, one was for the Nash cast. You may remember from last week... We're having a fight. We're having pod wars with them. Are we winning that, by the way? Uh, I, it depends, because to win, we have to be the most disappointing. So I, I would assume that, yeah, we're probably winning that. Probably. Uh, you've also got to make sure to check out Wrestling With Friends, the podcast that Blake is on. Hey, that's me. Yeah. And then you can also check out uh, the JT Movie Podcast. I'm not on that Fr- one. Friends of the show. Um... Then anywhere but here and the Stinking Paws podcast. These are these are all shows that I enjoy, and a lot of them are like British. I don't know why like the the British podcast tend to be the best friends of mine on Twitter, but it's just the it's way it is. You li- it's because you like the accent. That's probably part of it. I'm not gonna it lie. Like, it like makes it sound like they're more intelligent than their yeah. American counterparts. Yeah, it makes me feel more intelligent 
like by osmosis. There you go. Honestly, I'm I'm very attracted to the British accent too. So even listening to, you know, three guys talk in the British accent would kind of get me aroused. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also <laughs> also uh, to add into that is the uh, History of Misunderstanding podcast also said some nice things. So, oh, uh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. If you haven't listened to Education, you got to listen to the latest episode. I guess it won't be the latest episode by the time that uh, anybody sees that or anybody hears this. But we got a shout out on episode. Let me see if I can find it here. Don't yawn. Sorry. You're boring us, Eric. <laughs> we got a shout out on uh, episode 31. So, yeah, we're basically uh, podcast famous now. It's called internet famous, dude. Come on. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. We're basically internet famous now. There you go. And, uh, yeah. Also, make sure to check out That Man on Fat Man, which is a podcast dedicated to Kevin Smith podcasts, (laughs) which is a brilliant idea in my mind. All right, that's all all my high fives for the week. That's kind of like the internet eating itself at that point. Yeah, it is a little bit snake-eating its tail, isn't it? Very Mobius. But anyway, up until, uh, well, until next week, I'm Eric. I'm Blake. Come on, Andy. Get on that. Well, I'm, I'm not normally on the show, so I, I feel I feel kind of weird throwing my shout-out out there. Well, you do well, it anyway. This isn't oh, the okay. only time you're going to be on the show. Come on. Yeah, I'll, pr- I'll probably be in on episode 20 and 30 and 40 and 50. Just invite me on. You <laughs> invite- You've got a lot of faith in us. You think we're going to get to 50 episodes. <laughs> no, I, I just think that you guys will never give up, no matter how bad this thing spirals out of control. <laughs> you have a good point. All right. Well, until next week, I'm Eric. And I'm Blake. And until episode 20, I'm Andy. And you've just been high-fived. You got an I intro, really Blake, or no? Hey, man, stop with the pressure. Just talk to Andy for the time being, and I will figure something out. Talk to Andy? I'm trying to figure out how, how I can get video. I would like to see your guys' beautiful faces. I saw your video really quick, quickly, and then it disappeared. Do you have to just hit, turn on your camera? Because um, mine turned off for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I did that before Blake came in and then Blake came in and it screwed it all up. That's what I do. He's good at it. Yeah. Blake and his screwing of things. Oh. Hey now. (laughs) But whatever you... Don't press the red button, right? Because that hangs it up. Correct. Okay. And I'm not going to do that.
don't hang it up.